Hello and welcome to Diverse and Inclusive Leaders. This is the show where I speak with the most inspirational and thought-provoking leaders of today and unearth their unique stories of diversity and inclusion to help inspire, educate and motivate others to make the world a better place. Today I'm joined by genuinely one of the most inspirational men in the UK who runs the Black farmer. Their sausages, I'm sure that you know well because you've seen them on supermarket shelves and they're now available also online. Uh, Wilfred has an incredible story. He's an author. He wrote Jeopardy, all about the dangers of playing it safe. And we're going to be hearing a lot more about that throughout today's show. Back to my sort of story is that even though I was at the BBC and I'd been there for 15 years, I knew that if I wanted to fulfill my dream, that's why you need to have a dream in your head, that I was getting a bit old, that I'd need to do something. So again, one of the reasons why people don't change their circumstances is because of uncertainty. And if COVID has taught anybody anything, there is no thing, no such thing as certainty. The only thing that is certain is that life is uncertain. So don't make a decision thinking that it's going to guarantee you certainty. It ain't. So I decided to leave the BBC because the only way that I was going to buy this farm is if I went out and earned some money. So the BBC is a pretty glamorous profession, but there's no money in it. And so I decided I'd leave the BBC and I set up my own food and drink marketing agency. I had no money. I had enough money to pay the mortgage for three months. After that, I wouldn't have had any money at all. And then again, you know, you're prepared to work hard and the right people come your way. They give you opportunities. And I'll never forget the guy who gave us our first break, our first opportunity that people think, you know, this person is really trying, so I'm going to try and help them. And then so that then meant that I then um, grew that business and we launched brands like Lloyd Gresson Sauces, Kettle Chips, Plymouth Gin, Cobra Beer. So that then gave me the money to, 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 um, to buy my farm. And one of the great things I've always believed in life is that it's outsiders who bring about change and see opportunity. Because when I bought this farm, and this farm is down on the Devon Cornwall border near a place called Launceston, is that what I sort of recognised was that there's this big gulf between urban and rural Britain. It's as though you're going into a foreign country. And with that, I saw an opportunity. So I thought, actually, what I'm going to do, I'm going to create um, a brand that um, can um, bridge the gap. And I want to do something that is quintessentially British and not seen as being an ethnic brand. One of the thing about being black or probably like a Chinese is that you're pigeonholed, is that you says, oh, well, these people must like that or that. And that's one thing that I've always challenged is not to be defined by the color of my skin. So, but right. What I want to do is that I want to create a quintessentially British brand that happened to be, it just happens that I am black. And so I found a manufacturer that, you know, I could work together in developing this product. And then having found the manufacturer, the next thing then was to come up with a brand name. And I was thinking, what the hell am I going to um, call this brand? And I was scratching my head thinking, shit, what am I going to call it? And then it suddenly came to me, all of my next door neighbors used to call me the black farmer. And I thought, shit, you know, that's a pretty good brand name. Not only is it a good um, brand, uh, brand name, but it has an edge to it. It's audacious. Um, but this is a really important lesson for you here. But I thought, actually, even I was slightly a bit concerned and worried. I thought how, what people might think about it. So I went out and I got it tested. I got it researched. Sent out big researchers to research the name. And all the research came back and says, do not call it the Black Farmer because people will be offended. 
Now, the lesson in life is this. Research will tell you what people thought yesterday. Research will tell you what people are thinking today. But research will not tell you what people are thinking tomorrow. That is where you have to have faith. You have to have courage in your own belief system, in your own purpose. Have courage that if you're going to go out there, that people will eventually come and follow. If you're waiting until people are ready, you'll always be waiting. You're waiting for sort of permission. For those people who determine their lives based on what the data says, what the evidence is, they're the ones <coughs> who are missing out an opportunity. So I called it the Black Palmer. <coughs> and so as you could see, everything about my life really is always about being audacious. It's always about challenging the status quo, not accepting no um, for an answer. You know, not accepting that there's a perceived wisdom. It pisses me off if somebody says, this is the way that it has happened. I have demonstrated that that is not the case. I would not be here today if I operated by the conventional rules of the time. I'm here because I've had belief in self. And that, for me, is the most important thing in life. Wow. Hmm? Wilfred, wow, honestly, mm -hmm. what what a story, what a story. Um, it's just, I mean, it's incredible to see what you've achieved. And um, like you, and I'm sure many who are listening in, I feel incredibly British. And mm. so whilst, in a way, should it matter what we look like on the outside, look, people are going to judge. Why not use that as you have done to, to your advantage? I mean, the brand in and to itself, it is bold, it is brave. To use your word, it's audacious. And ultimately, it is what makes you you. And um, clearly, the rest of the world did see uh, its brilliance when you got your MBE. In That's right, yes. MBE, <laughs> so I'm working to get my knighthood. The idea of being a Sir Wilfred or a Lord Wilfred tickles tickles my fancy, something rotten. The guy from the ghetto, you know, Sir <laughs> Wilfred or Lord Wilfred, I'm going to lord it up like no one's business if that ever happens, I tell you. So, yeah, you know, it's pretty good. And, you know, talking, I, like think, huh? I was just going to say, just talking about lording it up, because I've got to ask, I was watching your ad, which I just thought it was absolutely brilliant, you know, the kind of the flamenco dancing, British Hills, I love, because I obviously grew up in, in, in kind of North, North Yorkshire, and so Farmyard is, is very well known to me. But it's just absolutely brilliant, the colour, the vibrance, you know, not only in the advert, but your some of your pastimes as well. Talk to, to, talk to us a little bit, just about extracurricular activities, if we can call them that, because the I flamenco like dancing is brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, what, what I like is I like passion. So um, as you've just indicated, I have a real passion for flamenco or eccentricity. And so I love, I mean, the idea that, because um, I have a place in Spain as well. I've got a place in Jerez in Spain, which is the heartland of flamenco. And I like the human spirit. And the human spirit that doesn't, is not con contained, that is not suppressed. And that, you know, the, the sort of, the, the, the spirit of flamenco is that, well, life might be tough, but you can't take away my soul. You can't um, take away the, that, that joy in, in, in one's spirit. And that is what dancing flamenco does, does for me. And, you know, what I, there's nothing more sexy for me then seeing a woman in her 60s, um, you know, dancing flamenco. So it's it's not about, you know, being sort of being 
phenomenally attractive. It's about somehow the, it, the soul is free. And um, I don't care what anybody may think. I just want to go and, you know, parade my, my audacity, my audacity. So that's what flamenco does for me. And the same thing with Morris dancing. I like the idea that somebody might be a dentist during the week or a solicitor, um, you know, doing something quite mundane. And then at weekends, dress up in costume to go around Morris dancing. I just love that. I love the fact that people, there is something about the human spirit that cannot be contained or compressed into um, following rules or following sort of conventions. So the, I love being able to celebrate that side of human nature. The more eccentric it is, the more that is going to get me excited. That's one of the reasons why I like um, um, flamenco and Morris dancing, because it's mad. You know, it, it's against everything you're supposed to and not supposed to do. That's why I like it. The way you describe it with, you know, say, a six-year-old female male, whomever, uh, dancing on the hillside in a flamenco dress, it's, like, it's that inner confidence, I think, isn't it? It's that... How do I explain it? It's like the, the the ability to be able to dance like no one is watching and still dance your own dance and and not really give a shit to exactly. probably use your terminology about what anyone else thinks. Frankly, that's just absolutely it's brilliant. So tell me then, Wilfred, what does the future hold? So my ambitions for the future are three things. So I would like to do more, um, I, you know, I love inspiring people because as you said, look, my story is a story to be heard by as many people as possible because, you know, to demonstrate that it is possible. You don't need to have any great qualifications. I mean, if you look at me now, people can't actually see me. I don't know whether this is a podcast where they can see, but if you see that um, one of the consequences of my um, stem cell transplant is something called graft versus host disease, which means that the pigment on my face has um, uh, has gone in certain areas. So every time I look in the mirror, that is a real uh, reminder that you're lucky to be a live boy. And therefore every ounce, every minute you have of life, you make sure that you live it to its full potential. So that's my daily reminder. But also what it, it does, it tells me that actually, it's not about the way that you look. It's really about what's in the heart, what is in the sort of the spirit in, in, in that makes all the difference. So I want to keep inspiring people to to change if they want to change. I'd like to do TV. Um, I, that I've been approached by a number of people of doing MTV. I was thinking about you and I, actually, we could probably do a two-hander together. That would be quite interesting. A Chinese, somebody with Chinese origin and a black guy being two presenters. I think we've got a good TV format there, so we need to talk about that because um, I think we can make a bloody good program there. And then in terms of my business, I want to, my big thing is to open a black farmer um, bricks and mortar farm shop on either the 303 or the M5. So anybody going down to the southwest, they say, right, we must stop up at the Black Farmer because it would be a fantastic farm shop. There'd be a restaurant. It, it, it would employ people who want to get into farming. It'd be like a gateway for those people who want to live in rural life. So that's one of my big ambitions. And then, you know, just hopefully sort of keep building the sort of business. But that my big plan is to get a black farmer farm shop that everybody goes to it becomes it'd be my, my church as it were it'd be a place where people come to be inspired um and to see that if they want to make change that um 
this is a, an, a, a place that is all about giving opportunities and demonstrating that change is possible. Well, Fred, my husband and I would be and will be when it happens, not if it happens, when it happens, we'll be there with absolute bells on because it sounds wonderful. And not just saying this through promotion of what you do, but the sausages are really bloody fantastic. So I would massively encourage people to try them. Yeah. On top of that, I'd love to do some more stuff with you. I think a TV piece, all you need to do is plant the seed. And I'm sure the team will be listening, thinking, oh, my goodness, now what else? It's when you're an entrepreneur, you're always thinking about what's next. It's hard to sit, sit still for longer than about uh, 30 minutes, really. But um, it sounds great to me. Um, right, well, I do. I mean, me. I, I'm just thinking that we have, believe it or not, we have a shared, shared background and then what I always find fascinated is that when people have shared background, how then does it sort of manifest itself, really? And that everything about my personality is to challenge convention, is to, um, is to be rather than belong. Everything about you is, appears to belong. But there must be a part of you that is an individual as well, you know, to, to, to be. And I just think that as a dynamic as a program together, that would be really, really interesting because A, we're sort of different sort of personalities. And also, it's a, you know, there you are, Chinese girl with a very Yorkshire accent, you know. So part of your challenge in life is that how do you use your, your difference to your benefit? That's what you've got to ask it because you are different. You know, you are a story. And I would imagine that most people don't know that story. They know your difference. And that is how you'll make your fortune. So this very difference, this very gift of your background, you're probably not using it enough. The trauma of your background, you're not using it enough because that is your gift. I'm going to have to send you a WhatsApp video, which one of the team has done, because funnily enough, they've been talking a lot about this. And I've already got a couple of little sneaky ideas, which I'll have to give you a call about um, when I have more time and maybe we run through them. So we've actually just done first time ever because it's always me interviewing others. And that's what I love. You know, I love finding out the difference that sits below the skin surface or even something which is not obvious, physical difference but it is you know you never really know someone until you know someone until you really scratch below uh you know the skin and see what's underneath really um mm. it's like the famous quote from to kill a mockingbird you know you never really know what it's like until you um i think you get into someone's skin and you actually walk around in it <coughs> and that is so true anyway i'm the one going off on a tangent now and rambling but i can think of a million different ideas yeah we must um, talk about that yeah, yeah for, for absolute sure for absolute sure um, so what I will say is thank you so much, Wilfred, for being here today. You know, some of the lessons that I've learned have really have really touched me, honestly, and I know they'll have touched so many people. Um, you know, you say one of the things that you want in life is to inspire others. I can tell um, that is happening in absolute abundance. So by way of summary, although it's hard to summarise everything that was here today, in this incredible podcast with you, but being ruthlessly focused, getting rid of that white noise, all of the nonsense, um, nothing else matters, but being passionate, defying reason often and logic, you know, jumping across all those hurdles that life throws at you. And also, um, you know, I loved your piece about finding your guardian angels. I think that is so true, whether they be business mentors, whether they be people in life that help you to get you where, to need, where you need to be. Ultimately, that is what matters. And I think audacious, it definitely falls in 
into the category of one of my favourite words now. My name is Leila Mackenzie Dellis, and you've been listening to the Diverse Inclusive Leaders podcast show with Wilfred Emmanuel Jones, the incredible black farmer. Keep an eye out as well, because it might be royal sausages when he gets his OBE and his knighthood. We'll look forward to seeing you again very soon. But in the meanwhile, you can check us out at www.dalglobal.org forward slash podcast.